0: With who with with Hey, what's up? Welcome to BSing with Sean K. am your host, Sean Neese. Uh, for new listeners of this podcast, uh, I'm Sean Nice or Sean K, the K is silent, and what I do on this show is I talk with people pursuing their passions in one way or another, or choosing some sort of unconventional career path or some alternative lifestyle, people who are uh, unusual in a good way. I've been on a bit of a hiatus, I usually try to upload by every two weeks, but... I was in Greenville um, from the 18th. Well, I left on the 18th and got back on the 22nd of August. And then the week after that, I was doing a lot of work on sets, and I also got picked to be on a uh, commercial. So I was busy with that. And uh, we did while I was in Greenville, we did I did do a live uh, podcast, uh, live stream podcast with Hideous. I've had on the show three times. He, I went to Greenville to hang out with him and uh, Caleb, and um, we did a podcast from there, and it's on my YouTube channel. I have the video of it if you want to check it out. If, if you didn't catch it live, and um, yeah, he's. If you've been listening to the show a while, you probably know who Hideous is. Um, he's uh, actually the guy who composed the BSing with Sean K theme song, so. If you're wondering who composed that masterpiece, it's him. Um, He's also the host of the No One Likes Your Band podcast over in Greenville. If you like what I do, you should definitely check out his show. It's a very similar spirit, only he focuses more on uh, just musicians, and I tend to go all across the board with who I interview, um, all different art forms and everything. Um, And, yeah, anyway, uh, I I will probably... Be writing, uh, BSing with Sean K. newsletter soon, and my first uh, entry in that newsletter will be about my trip to Greenville and my experiences with that. And anyway, getting back to this episode, episode forty-eight, I'm going to be playing you an interview I did with uh, stand-up comedian Danish Makbul, who uh, I went to Kane University with, and he's been pursuing comedy very seriously. And in the interview, he talked about growing up as a Pakistani-American and how his life changed uh, after 9-11 with the way people perceive him and how he's put a lot of that into his comedy. And he also just talked about the business in general and, you know, his goals and what it's been like going after his dreams. So it was a really cool conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. So uh, you started doing the comedy thing since you finished Kane, or you were doing it a bit... That um,
1: I started writing stuff at Keen, and and I would think about going up, but I wouldn't go up. And then, I think three years ago, I finally just started getting up, you know.
0: And what got um, you, What guy you interested in? It, I guess I wanted to do stand
1: up at sixteen, man. When I when I saw Chris Tucker on Def Comedy Jam. I knew that that's what I wanted to do. You know, I just didn't think it was possible. Like, I I didn't think that that's something that a normal human being could do. And I consider myself normal and shit, so so it just wasn't possible for me, so I just put it to the back shelf, you know?
0: So, uh, what was it like getting started with gigs and everything and writing material?
1: Um, Well, I did something that, I kind of suggest a lot of people to do is something that helped me out is I wrote for a few years before I even really got on stage. So like I had, I had flushed out through so much bad material cause I was at a Starbucks writing for six hours a day and, and really nobody has that kind of time. But I did at the time cause I had no job and I didn't know what I wanted to do when I'm, I'm finishing school but I, I, I was trying to figure my life out, and I just stayed that that Starbucks every day, and and, and after two years, I finally felt comfortable. And the first time I went up, I, I did pretty damn good, good enough to to be like, oh, this is what I'm gonna do. And I'm one of those where if if I present it correctly, it uh, and and it works, then I'm going to keep going. But if if it closes its door on me quickly, I might not find my full potential. So I kind of attack everything. Uh, it, I try to attack everything in a in a long term way, right? And that's what I do with stand up, and, and it's been working out.
0: Okay, so uh, I guess where'd you get your inspiration for your material? Did it uh, was it Going to Kane just like everyday life, uh, like what did you what do you talk about in your stand up
1: uh? Well, I mean ma'am, I'm, I'm a Pakistani dude that grew up in America and I'm very American, you know, and I think that that is like something that is insight to a lot of people. A lot of people don't even know that there's Pakistani people out here that consider themselves very American. Yeah, and it's that whole insight of, of just everything that's been going on. Cause you know, like nine eleven, like the worst day of my life. You know, is is the day that changed me for life. So it's just like that part of it, and then just growing up as a kid and and, and just, oh, you know, I've been inspired by Seinfeld and Chappelle my whole life. So it's like the way those guys work and then just adding sprinkles of my life into that. Like, big sprinkles, but just connecting people on on that new notion of of being a young Pakistani-American Muslim, you know?
0: So it's to sort of, I guess, give a voice to that perspective that isn't always out there? Oh, yeah. I think,
1: um, you know, when I first started stand-up, people were like, oh, why don't you go with an easier name than Donish Makbool? And you know, I always said that's kind of the reason I'm doing stand-up, so that a name like Donish McBool could become an easy name, right? Which is, like, kind of stupid if you think about it, because even a person like Jamie Foxx, that's not even his real name. He, like, he changed that, right? So even somebody like Jamie Foxx, who, who, he's going to change his name for the game. So I, I, what I'm doing is kind of pointless, but it's kind of not, man. Like, when when the name Donish McBoole could become normal, then that opens the possibilities for a lot of people, right? Uh, As far as just feeling comfortable. Because I knew that, you know, I didn't have a comfortable name. I didn't really belong in this society. You know, I'm trying to change that.
0: So uh, what what has been, I guess, the response uh, from your comedy? Like, what have people said to you and everything?
1: Oh, it's good, man. It's um, you know, comedy's such a long game that even doing great is is not good enough. You know, you got to keep going for like a few years before this thing turns into anything worth anything. You know, so it's uh it's it's great. People people have been responding very positively, and, and people are really uh, enjoying it, and, and I'm enjoying it. And, and, like, uh, my, my people who I've become, like, good friends with over time, um, the comedians, they're, they're really, uh, enjoying me coming to the scene, and I'm enjoying them, man. It's, it's dope. Uh, I stay mostly in Jersey now. I, I used to do Harlem a lot. The talls got expensive, but, uh, Jersey's fun, so I'm out here in Jersey a lot.
0: Like how how I guess because you you were mentioning like that's an unusual perspective being uh, I guess a Pakis Pakistani growing up in America and like uh, always I guess um, feeling uh, more American I guess than uh, Pakistani because you grew up in the culture and everything. Um, like has there has there been any like hardships with that? Have you ever felt like uh, I I don't know like stereotyped or whatever or anything or
1: Oh, hell yeah, man. It, uh, dude, the day after 9-11, the day after, a dude walks up to me outside. A kid I've been cool with for years, right? And, and, you know, if y'all been cool for years up until seventh grade, y'all boys, right? And he woke up to me the day after. He's like, oh, so did you have anything to do with the bombing? Just... Like, you know, like it's the it's the day after, bro. You know, it hasn't even been twenty four hours, and all of a sudden, like you're a twelve year old, you don't care about any kind of career, but all of a sudden, you want to be a cop. You know, like like it's just insane that it was a it, that, that my life changed in literally two hours. You know, so like, like
0: before that it wasn't that big of a deal, and then after that, the oh no, change. fuck
1: yeah. no, it wasn't a big deal,
0: dude. The
1: the week after, and I I do this on stage with her. I say it, is the day after nine eleven, my mom bought a hundred American flags, right? Like she bought a hundred, and, and that was probably the correct amount. Like if she went with ninety nine, it probably would have been too little, right? And and the next day I went to school looking like a young diplomat, man. Straight up. That's why I was I went to school looking like I was somebody important as son. Cause that's how like that's how much we needed to prove to people, hey man, we actually are part of this country. We're mourning, you know, just like you're mourning. And it's like it's sad, man. Most of my act most of my act is is me explaining to people how everybody looks at me differently. How how a dude called me a terrorist at nine AM, how you know, when when this happened that it's all it's all race based, you know, like the good shit. I have some stories from my childhood that are fun, but even those are are kind of race based, you know? So yeah, my 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 life that way, man, took like a complete turn after that day.
0: And has uh, your comedy, I guess, gotten people to maybe think a bit more about certain things? Have they told you, oh, you know, you, you changed my perspective or anything oh, like yeah.
1: that? Oh, yeah. And that's the point is you want to do it for that. You want to do it for laughs, for sure. But you want to do it for that overall is is show everybody like, hey, my name is Don Bull. I'm a Pakistani dude. And I also smoke weed and am late to work just like you. You know? Like, I'm not any better than you. I'm not any worse than you. I'm just like you, you know?
0: And, uh, what has uh been, like, your family's reaction to your comedy and everything? Uh, well, yeah, I
1: come from, like, a traditional family, and and my life, man, typically, I've gotten in the past, because, uh, I've, I've, excuse me, I've usually exceeded expectations, right? And that's always gotten me to pass, you know? Like, uh, <coughs> when I was 20, I was working at a video game company, and I was, like, way ahead of what anybody's doing. I'm, like, on TV and stuff, and so, like, my parents always kind of believe in me, and then with this one, that wasn't really the case. Like, they did, but they didn't say... They 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 didn't they didn't say yay you know they they were just okay with it but then after a while I think my mom saw how hard I worked you know at this thing because I haven't really worked this hard towards anything else and like after that she kind of changed her tone because she's like you know if you're gonna work this hard at this thing there's no way. You're gonna be better at being an engineer, cause you're not gonna work that hard at that. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, I guess if you, if you don't have the the uh, passion for it, it's harder to work for it if it's just something.
1: Yeah, she uh, would see it, man. Cause I had a up until like a week or two ago, man. I had a 40 hour a week job, right, for the last three years. And dude, I would I would wake up at seven. I would go to work by eight. Um I come home by six i 'm out the door till one doing stand up every day right and when you see a kid that does that and six months ago he was coming home sitting playing video game you know what i 'm saying it's a yeah. it's a change and it 's like a positive change and you want to take advantage of that as a parent and I think they did that you know like even at twenty seven they still parenting me. 'Cause that's how my life is. Like I'm gonna be one of them thirty year olds in your mom's basement, you know? Most likely that's gonna be me. And and that's like I'm okay with that. My boy does a great joke. My boy Tiz does a great joke. He's like he's like, yo, the the Wright brothers <laughs> the Wright brothers invented flight at thirty seven and forty and they lived at home. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you know what happened to the other two? There were four Wright brothers. You know what happened to the other two?
0: What?
1: They moved out. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it's also, yeah. it's also more a little more common uh, now these days with the economy and everything. Like, oh
1: yeah, it's handle. hard to get out, man. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: Of your own, you know. I just know, like my dad put this name under my my crib so that I didn't have to deal with that. He put, he split between me and my bro which is, like, super, I'm super thankful. But, like, nowadays, you need that type of head start out here. Otherwise, you're constantly thinking about money, man. And it's like a, like, when you constantly think about money, man, it's so hard to create. And I haven't really thought about money. i keep it real. I haven't thought about money. I thought about money today for the first time in maybe four years. And, I just don't think about it. I, Cause I don't, I thought about money today because, uh, I, like I told you, I just got done with this job and I'm going on vacation next week and I was looking over my finances and I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it work. So I was like, hey, baby, I might need you to pay for the place, right? So I thought about money today. But for the last four years, man, I, I haven't even thought about it. Cause it's, it's, uh, to me, it's loser thinking, man. It's, it's something that will totally put a, put a hold on your creativity. You know, it's just, if you think about money, you can't think about
0: making something that's good, I guess. uh,
1: Well, making something that has like value beyond money, right? Like making something that people can connect to that doesn't have anything to do with any monetary value. right? So. But if you can't get past that, like, monetary thinking, then you can't get to that, you know? And that's that's why I like stand-up, man. I've always been a philosophical dude, and, and stand-up kind of enlightens that. And especially if you can, you know, for somebody who's in two years, I do it okay. You know, I'm not, obviously not the best. So you can't be the best in two years, but uh, I'm not the worst. But that's that's how... I love it, man, because it's it's life. It doesn't have anything to do with the bullshit that most people live in. This fake societal bullshit with followers and money and, and, you know, it's just like...
0: Mostly people doing stuff they don't even enjoy, I guess. Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. Yo, there
1: was this great picture on Reddit the other day of, like, uh, this cartoon where uh, the cartoon was, like, playing video games, and he's like, oh, I love playing video games. And then and then the next picture was, like, him playing video games hours later. He's like, I fucking hate playing video games, right? It just ruins my life, right? And then the next picture was him, like, writing this script, right? And he's like, I hate writing scripts, right? This And then hours later, he's like, oh, man, look what great thing I just came up with, right? This is amazing. So it was like that opposite thing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So if if you put in work towards something you don't want to put in work towards, man, you're going to yield results that are much happier at the end of the day. Uh, it's not about being in like that short term happiness, you know, it's about yeah. that longevity.
0: You can't get caught so, in comparing either, I guess, like who's doing better or whatever.
1: Yeah, you can't because that that equation can't ever make sense. You know, like, how are you going to compare you with somebody else? It's just too hard. There's too many variables. There's too many things to take into account. I do like friendly competition, though. Like, with with, with the the comedians around me, like, you know, rising up the ranks and getting respect from, like, other comedians and, and just, like, trying to get better than everybody around you while they're also trying to do the same. That's fun, you know, and... and that could yield good sportsmanship and great work if you if you let it, you know.
0: Yeah. And uh, I guess have you met many other uh, Muslim comedians or?
1: I uh, a, f- a few a few. I uh, there's a new guy that I just started out and he's he's pretty funny. We're six months in, he's doing good. His life's crazy because he's already making bank. He's like a firefighter in Newark and. He got six kids, so he needs to make bank. <laughs> otherwise, he's not going to be able to feed it. But, like, uh, it's it's cool. I, I got a, another boy of mine, two boys of mine, Nasr Khan and Osama Siddiqui. They're out in New York, and they're brown dudes, and they're funny. And, and they gonna, they going to pop, hopefully. And so it's like we support each other, and then we, we see other brown kids that aren't doing as well, we probably talk a little shit about them, you know, uh, uh, in the background. But it's like, you know, if if you're brown and you're doing this comedy thing, you you better bring it, man. You know, because there's an opportunity and, and you might pop if you're good enough. And, and you better showcase the greatest shit, you know, so that people aren't talking shit.
0: Yeah. Because
1: uh... I always dealt... Like, uh, man, it is hard for a white guy in comedy. It is hard. What are you going to... Like, what are you going to do? You know? Like, you going to do shit like Jerry Seinfeld, man? It's not going to work, because Jerry Seinfeld did it. You're going to do shit like... Brian. There's just too many things to compare to, right? And, and the same thing with Black it is like... Come on. I've seen Eddie Murphy. I've seen Chris Rock. You know, even... Even Chris Rock in the beginning was like Eddie Murphy and he had to get away from that. So it's like it's hard when you're what. But then as a brown dude, dude, what what brown comedian have you seen besides Aziz? And and I'm nothing like that, dude. Right.
0: So it's Uh, it's easier to stand out is what you're saying.
1: Yeah, it is. It's, It's easier and makes sense to people right? Which is unfair. It's not, that's not a fair thing. You know, like, I'll keep it real, man, my shit is not as tight as some of my boys, but it pops harder. Because I'm just, I'm more the flavor of the month, you know? And, and that's not okay. And I recognize that, and I I try to make sure that my shit is the hottest, no matter what, and that's on me. You know, I gotta work, but like society speaks, man, and and they want they want this voice. You know, I can tell they want like uh, they want variety. You know, that's what they're into, and it's just hard for any. That's why I respect. I always respect white people that go into comedy because that's like reverse. Like they definitely not racist. If you a white dude and you doing comedy. You are a hundred percent not racist, you know, because that's like opposite affirmative action. You know, there's not many jobs for you, but you out here and you do it, which is cool. I really fuck with that.
0: And um, like, does it ever get hard pursuing this? Like, what are some of the difficulties, I guess? Oh,
1: yeah, it's it's always hard, man. It's never it's never good. Even when it's good, it's not, you know, it's not, I like hanging out with the guys, the comedians. That's, that's become one of the bright spots. The work is hard. The stage time, even when, you know, you kill, you didn't do something that you wanted to do, you didn't work on the right jokes. So, you know, sometimes you see a comedian up there and he's killing but he's just not expanding his horizon, and so he'll walk off stage miserable, you yeah. know? That was me the other day at Stress Factory. I went up, I had a fantastic set, but I worked on old shit, man, and and I walked off mad. And, and, and the young comics are probably like, why is this dude upset? And, you know, it's just, They'll, they'll understand why I'm upset in a few years or maybe even less if they're like quick with it, you know, but they'll understand that just not expanding and not doing shit that you haven't done, uh, in certain places is like cheap and, and you not doing that is going to make sure that you don't get a great end product. So it's like such a hard, this game is so hard and it never stops being hard as fuck
0: yeah. so you're saying like sometimes people just get stuck playing a few clubs and then don't move on to others where they aren't as known and, or...
1: well not only that they, 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 they stick with a few bits you know like fuck fuck having relationship they stick with just a few songs that just like that's 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 those are their they, those are their hits and they don't write anymore Yeah. You know? And that's like that's the worst, man. Because your best your best material is gonna come last. You know it is. It, it's 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 just the way it is, man. It's just the way it is. Nobody, uh, you know, like your best material is usually gonna come last, at least like grade wise. So, all right, you could have. All this C material. And in this C material, you just have the best C joke. Right? Like, just the best. But then, you, in a few years, you move on and you're doing B material now. You know, your material has increased. But you have, like, low B material. Right? It's it's not going to... It's going to take you a while for you to get, like, the... You know, it's it's just... It's such a long fucking game. I'm um, I'm um, am um, I'm um, Kyle. I don't know how to explain what i what I was about to say, but it's just such a long game that this this grind never stops. The joke writing, and if it does, you're 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 not gonna work. You know.
0: Yeah.
1: You're so just you can't not just work. stick
0: with the same routine. No. what you're saying. You got to switch it up. Like, you have to. You move
1: on. Yeah. Oh, you have to, and it has to get better. If it doesn't get better. And that's scary, man.
0: And uh I guess what is what has been the overall experience performing live and uh what who were like what are some I guess tough crowds you've dealt with and other things?
1: Um uh, I did um Well, I did Harlem for the first year, man. Right? And I did Harlem I had this like Great like two, three minute joke, right? And the punchline on the joke it was like explaining the 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 change in volatility in, in language, right? And this whole thing and the punchline of the joke is nigga you gay, right? That's the punchline of the joke. And it would it would kill. In Harlem I was killing and it was like, I, I, first of all, I was I was always like, oh, if I'm going to do this joke, I have to do it in Harlem, because otherwise, it's not right, you know, morally. Like, it's just yeah. not, it's not okay. Like, if Harlem passes it, then this is, it is going to be okay. So, one night, I'm there, and I'm at, uh, it's Martin Luther King Day. I'm in Harlem at the hoodest Spot. You know, all of Harlem is not that hood, but there's still a few blocks that that qualify for the word hood, right? And and this was probably the worst of those qualified blocks, and 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 it was the the and the spot was like very hood night of comedy, and these people did not want me to go up. The headliner's pissed I'm going up. I'm a young comic, maybe, like, three, four months in. I'm feeling myself. I'm like, I had just destroyed all of Harlem, like, the last week. And so I'm like, oh, I'm ready. And so the kid puts me up. The guy, he, I, I think he could even tell I was just confident. He's like, I don't know who the fuck this dude is, but I got to put him up. And I was like, okay, I'm going up. And... Dude, they weren't fucking with me right from the get. All, also, all the comics were on the side. They're all fucking talking loud as fuck. No, nobody. And I just couldn't. I could. And I'm just eating this, like, big bomb. And it's hurting. Like, it's it's the worst, man. And nobody's fucking with me. I'm doing. It's all a bunch of, like, older black women listening to me. And they, like, look classy. And I'm doing this joke about how I was at the dentist and I started thinking about how hard blow jobs were for women. Cause my mouth was open and like, and, and, and so I'm just not connected. You know, it's like a young comics nightmare. You don't have the material that they want and, and you've died already. And, and like,
0: wasn't the right audience for your, material. no, it,
1: any audience is right, man. It's not the right. It wasn't the right comedian. You know, you needed a guy that was more seasoned, that that, uh, that could command the room from the top, that had the right material at the top, you know? And and so it was like, I I pulled that joke out. I was like, oh, I'm going to hit him with nigga, you gay. And I'm doing this whole thing. And they're not paying attention. But when I said the word nigga, they did. And then when I said nigga, you gay, they did. And when I got off stage, security grabbed me.
0: Right?
1: Oh, right. <laughs> and the host uh, goes, Man, this, this dude said, nigga, on Martin Luther King day. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> this the, uh, he, he was very funny. Uh, this dude, Smokey Suarez, eh, Suarez right? And then yeah. he goes, Man, where are you from? I'm like, uh, I'm from Pakistan. He's like, Oh, you were saying it, you good. And then the security let me go. You know. <laughs> Otherwise if I had not been a from Pakistan if I say India <laughs> it might have been a wrap, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, man. It's 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 been it gets crazy.
0: So I guess um I guess you just have to, like, determine, like, how much you want to do it and all that? Or? Well,
1: yeah, you just grow and learn as a comedian, man. You just really grow and learn. Like, that that joke I did, man, was always a good joke. And it, it, it in certain contexts, it could always be taken one way or the other, you know? Like, I've had too many good comedians tell me that that's a good joke. You know, to not know, and, and the response. You always know about the response, man.
0: Yeah. It has to do with how you deliver it, too, I guess? Or...
1: Yeah, of course, man. How you work it. How you've established yourself, man. Uh, one of the big mistakes that a lot of these young comics will do that, like, because I always try to give advice to these young comics, man, because I think through teaching you learn a lot, you know? And, like, I try to learn a lot Too, like, but I I do try to give advice, and and I tell them, man, always start with something you know, you know, no matter if you're bored with that or not. Like, you know, you heard me talk earlier of how I don't stretch myself enough and, and I don't go for new material enough, but then sometimes some of these kids go for that too much and they end up dying right away on stage every time, and that's not good for your confidence, man. That, that that's not good for what you're trying to build, you know, yeah. like this undeniable monster that you just like light up a room with thoughts, you know,
0: hmm. just like trying to be something maybe they're not and not just going with what they know and who they are, I guess. Or?
1: Yeah. So like you what you need to do as an individual is you need to like work on what you know and slowly, slowly expand. Like there's a balance, man, and everything don't don't stay too within yourself, but don't expand too without yourself reach and and wherever you reach to go there, you know, but don't just totally leave your body, yeah, so it's like a lot of kids will do that and so i they they don't. The material I do, man, is, like, I do clean shit. I do, like, family. Yo, my shit is almost family friendly, bro. You know, it's, like, edgy, but it's not, like, it's not insane. And some of the kids around me, they respect me even though they're doing jokes about, like, eating a pussy with a cape because they want to feel like Dracula, you know? like yeah. Like, they do jokes like that and and they still respect like family friendly shit cuz it's done right man like it's not it's not that for I'm trying to do it right and they can tell you know there's a there's a real effort behind what I'm trying to do so they respect that
0: and um i guess like what do you have planned for the future with your comedy and like what's some of the latest news um
1: so, so latest man, I finally uh, I had somebody, man, who who uh, is really really just a a, a dope, dope comic kind of see me, and so he started bringing me around to the comedy clubs and just hanging out, and that's where I'm at, and I'm just trying to get better. I'm, I'm getting up on stage ten times a week, and I'm I applied to festivals all last year, man, and and I was one of those kids who was very cocky about it. I was like, oh, man, get in. And I didn't get into any of them. Oh, for five, motherfucker, you know? There was one that I didn't even want to get into. And I was like, oh, let's just see. And I didn't get... So, you know, uh, that put me to work. And so now it's going to be applying to those over the next year again. And then... Trying to do some comedy club auditions and, uh, you know, it's just shit like that, man. I did one audition where they took it from 120 down to 20. I made it down to that 20, but I didn't make it down to the three. So there's been, progra- but you know, so it's shit like that 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 I've been doing. It's such a grind out here, man. It, but uh mostly, man, uh, other than that, that political bullshit, I've just been trying to get funny. That's it. Uh, I do, like, a two-man thing with, uh, with my boy sometimes, my boy Jordan Manglona. He's, like, uh, really dope at, like, musical improv. He's been a comic for, like, five years. He does so much shit. Like, he plays 30 instruments. He does animation. He's dope. And so we do, like, a two-man thing where he uses, like, a loop pedal. And I do, like, a little rap improv. And, and, and so I'll do some of my bits, and we'll do songs about him. So... We we do that too, which is fun. Yeah.
0: So it's more of like a side thing. The music, it's not.
1: Yeah, like
0: we did twenty minutes last
1: night, and, and it, it you know, people were so in love. I, every time we do it, it's so great. You know, so uh, yeah, I just. But I I like to stick to stand up because that's where the product is. at. I just like to give my brain a creative. Outbreak, break, you know. Yeah. I know this, I know it's going to work, you know. It's working. It just, I don't know in what capacity, for the duration. I don't know in what medium. It might be stand-up, it might be music, improv. Maybe I'll write a fucking movie. You know, I, I do script writing, too. I remember, I don't know if you ever took those script writing classes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. I think we, we were the same uh, major, I think, right? Communications, yeah. film work. Yeah,
1: media, yeah. So it's like, so yeah, I'm I I think I'm a I'm a I'm a do shit like that right now. Stand up is is what I'm best at in life, and that's really awesome because I couldn't have said that four years ago, and it has taken away from my personal life and shit, but it's okay. Um, and this shit will do that to you. But that's okay. That's like a sacrifice you make. Um, at the end of the day your family's still gonna be there for you. Um But uh yeah, I don't I don't know, man. It it could go in, in through a few different mediums for me. You know, I honestly man, I could end up fucking acting. You never know. You uh, and, and so as
0: long as it's in that creative uh realm, I guess.
1: I I love stand up. Stand up is like stand up has been mad good to me, man, and I'm good to it and and we treat each other with respect and and I love the potency, the poetry give me another p word and I'll sound like al sharpton you know? uh no it's i I love that man, but you know you never know bro what if what if I'm not what if I don't pop you know yeah. Yeah. it's. It's, uh, do I have, I'm two, three years in, I'm three years in, and and if, do I have the work ethic to do this for another 10 years? That's what will determine if I pop, you know? So.
0: yeah. Just so it's, uh, you don't know quite, like, which one will work out if it's not stand-up as long as it's something in, like, creative in one way or another.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, I think so, because I, re- I, I, uh, because I would still be able to do stand up, man, because what I do is, like, respectable, you know, so I could still, I could still do this here, uh, and, and still rise up the rank, as long as something is paying the bills, you know, it's just about paying these bills, man, especially that I quit this damn job, um which was time man i I needed to like just focus so it's 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 cool it's been good enough that that i i quit man but it's not it's it's not good enough for me to not look for another job you know and I know.
0: uh i guess what advice would you have for other aspiring comedians or artists?
1: Yo, uh, start young. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> That's. Hey, start young, find the passion, pray for the best. That's it. Try to start young. Uh, if, if, if. if you know, start as young as you can. You know what well, fucked me up was I was always like oh I'm gonna start comedy in my 30s when I was younger I was like you're 30 you get a real perspective and so um and, and cause that's when you see most of these guys well most of those guys started in their 20s you know and they just pop in their 30s you know just <laughs> the, and uh Roddy Dangerfield was one of those dudes where everybody would be like oh he popped when he was 60 um well, what most people don't know about Rodney Dangerfield is he was writing jokes for everybody in the game for the twenty years prior to that, right, and he was selling used cars as a profession he was just such a culturalist like he couldn't take that risk but he his joke writing was always the best and 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 he wrote for everybody, so he didn't start he started in his twenties, you know so start. Start as young as you can. You know, I started writing jokes when I was like 22, 23. So I didn't start as young as I wanted to, but I experienced a little bit of life and I started. And, you know, if if you're like 19, 20, man, 21, even if you're a little bit older and and you just really want to do it, just get into it take take over your life, separate yourself from the real world, and just get into this, you know? Comedy, the biggest thing that helped me was I watched Seinfeld, like, ten times, you know? Because his shit is blueprint-based, and when you could understand a blueprint, you could kind of start to apply how you could create your own blueprint for your own shit, you know? So, like... Seinfeld was huge for me, and then Chappelle was huge because he's just like an inspiration, dude. But you know, and, like watching Seinfeld was really good for comedy. I think you know, for movies, there's always like books and shit. I'm trying to learn about stocks today. I'm going to Barnes and Noble and I'm buying this Tony Robbins book. So you know, it's always you know, like it's always some shit, man. You just gotta do some research. Uh, for writing scripts, there's this book the art of dramatic writing it's a good book. I've read it half a time, you know? So that's it. So yeah. Like, yeah, just those, those things. Uh, you know? Yeah.
0: And I guess, uh, just any final thoughts before we wrap up or, um,
1: nah, man, just, uh, you know, I appreciate, uh, you interview me. It's a, uh, you know, I don't even, I think this is the first, this is the first interview I've ever done. I've been asked, no, this is the second one in this realm. And, 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 uh, I'm not gonna lie, every time someone asks it, I feel, like, mad appreciative. And so, like, I'm, like, super appreciative that you asked me. And uh, I, like, love to share my thoughts and shit with, with anybody who will listen, you know? So, like... That's cool, man. And I, uh, any anything that you doing, man, is cool. I always mess with you in college, man. So, you know, yeah, you had the you had the weird vibe, and I I'm a weirdo, and I like weird dudes, you know. So it's like, I'm with it, man.
0: I had the weird vibe, and he likes weirdos, and he's a weird dude too. So, yeah, sounds good to me. And uh, anyway, I hope you enjoyed the interview. That's uh, about it for this episode of BSing with Sean K. If you want to look more into Danish MacBool and his uh, comedy, you can look him up on YouTube. Just type in his name, um, D-A-N-I-S-H-M-A-Q-B-O-O-L. You can also find him on Twitter and Facebook and all that. And um, if you want to keep updated with future episodes of BSing with Sean K., go to bsingwithseank.blogspot.com. And uh, there is a link to my Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube channel on there. And also a link where you can subscribe to my RSS feed as well. Uh, And anyway, that's it for this week's episode. And uh, I'll catch you on the next one.